Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. You are Locked On Raptors, your daily Toronto Raptors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and welcome to episode 84 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday, February 15th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley, RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean, and the show is on Twitter as well, at LockdownRaptors, where you can find links to every single show. Lockdown Raptors is also part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, which hosts team-specific shows for all 30 NBA teams, as well as Lockdown Fantasy with Josh Lloyd and Lockdown NBA with David Locke. And you can find all those shows neatly arranged on the Lockdown NBA iTunes channel. It's a great sort of... You know, resource if you want to find out about the NBA, the big stories going on around the league. Thanks to everyone who listened to the show yesterday. There was some pretty good response. And if you're a new listener who just picked up the show after the Serge Ibaka news and you're just getting on board, uh, welcome and very happy to have you on board as a, as a full-time listener, hopefully. Um, you can find our show on iTunes. Leave a rating or a review there. I uh, would really appreciate it. It's the easiest possible way for you to help out the show and show that you support it. And if I sound like I'm talking fast, faster than usual, I always talk fast, but if I sound like I'm talking fast, it's because... Got to kind of do this one pretty quickly and compact because I got to get down to the arena. Uh, arena, Serge Ibaka is talking at 4.45 and I'm recording this just about an hour before that. Um, so I got to get this up and uh, get out the door so I can go and uh, be there for Serge Ibaka's media availability. No word just yet on if he's going to play tonight uh, for the Raptors against the Charlotte Hornets in their last game before the All-Star break. Um, the, uh, it, it should happen, you would think. The only hang-up right now is just getting physicals done. And I'm assuming Terrence Ross is probably going through his process in Orlando. And the Magic play tonight, too, so there's incentive for both teams to get their physicals, you know, in order and out of the way. Um, so I do you know, expect, just logically, that Ibaka will be available tonight. But uh, if not, we'll have to wait a little while for Ibaka's debut, which would be disappointing. But I'm going to work on the opera under the assumption that he's going to be playing tonight. A couple things I want to bring up about tonight's game. Um, it's it's not clear if Patrick Patterson's going to play. If I'm the Raptors, I probably just sit him and get him the long extended rest of the All Star break, and hopefully when he comes back, he can be at 100% and fully functioning. It'd be nice to see him with a Serge Ibaka and Jonas Valanciunas in that three-headed monster of a front court that they have now. Uh, but I don't think we'll end up seeing that tonight, and uh, that's that's totally fine. If it delays till the game after the All Star break until we can see everyone healthy, I, I'm okay with that. If it means Patrick Patterson is going to be 100%, because rushing him back it hasn't worked, and it's it's a dangerous game to play, especially with a knee thing. Um, so I don't think Patterson will play tonight. That's not reporting or anything that hasn't come out just yet. But it just all logic points to him just sitting this one out and coming back fresh after the All Star break. I am interested to see though uh, how Serge Ibaka plays next to Jonas Valanciunas in particular. Zach Lowe today on his podcast with Howard Beck. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, it's great. Uh, not only did they talk about uh, the the Ibaka trade and all, all the ramifications of that, they talked about Thon Maker and Howard Beck's great piece on Thon Maker for Bleacher Report. Um, and that's a nice Toronto tie as well, considering he played in the GTA last season uh, in high school. Um, so please check that out. And, uh, of course, Zach Lowe, of course, he makes a lot of really good points on his podcast. But uh, he pointed out to, uh, to to Howard, talking about the Ibaka-Valanchunas pairing, for example, that, you know, there's this, been this sort of theory going around the league over the last few years that 
you know, if you pair sort of shot blocking four like Serge Ibaka with a more plotting uh, post bound sort of offensive center, you know, maybe you can sort of make up for each other's weaknesses with that. And he sort of said maybe that's not exactly the the right way to do things because in theory, if you have your power forward who is you know coming out and and guarding at the perimeter in, against smaller looks or whatever, and teams are dragging the power forward out and leaving the center to sort of deal and be the rim protector, that doesn't always work because these plotting offensive centers aren't great rim protectors by and large. Um, this is an interesting case because I think the Raptors are in a particularly interesting situation with Valanchunas where he has shown at times where he can be a solid rim protector when he's stationary and in position and not having to recover and get back towards the rim. When he's there waiting for people to come around, he's pretty solid. He's got the verticality down. He's done, he doesn't foul with the sort of propensity that a guy like Lucas Noguera would. Um, and he's, he's had some decent rim protection numbers in the past when he's just standing there and not being forced to go all over the court. So maybe this is this will work in the Raptors' advantage. It gets Valanciunas into a position where he, he's back where he should be, uh, sort of posi- positionally. Um, and then if you get to this case where teams are starting to pull out Jonas Valanciunas with making you know his 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 man the screener in pick and roll actions, you ideally would have Serge Ibaka back at the rim instead of whoever they had have had before, you know Pascal Siakam or Lucas Nogueira, you know playing at a position or Jakob Pertl or even Patrick Patterson who's not a great rim protector. Uh, and ideally that's the situation you find yourself in. So if Valanciunas does get out of position, you have that safety net of Ibaka to sort of back it up. And I do think just, you know, we've seen Patrick Patterson and Jonas Valanciunas. When those two play together, their numbers are really good defensively. And Patterson seems to, you know, prop up Valanciunas' defensive rating, you know, pretty much universally whenever they play together. And I feel like Ibaka will have a similar effect. And I think Jonas's skill set, I mean, he's not a perfect defender by any means. He's got a lot of issues on the defensive end. But I do think he has the sort of ability to play along a guy uh, alongside a guy like Patterson or Ibaka and be passable. And that's all the Raptors really need when Valanciunas is on the floor. Just be fine defensively, be adequate, and then your offense, you know, if everything's humming like it has been for the majority of this season, not so much over the last little while here, but, you know, if the offense is clicking at the ability, you know, the capability with which it can, then you can sort of balance out having a solid defense, not a great defense with Jonas Valanciunas on the floor next to Patterson or Ibaka, and then you have the offense sort of, you know, picking up the slack. And, of course, when you go Patterson and Ibaka in the front court, the, the, those two together, that could be a really, you know, enticing shutdown defensive pairing in the front court. So is going to bring a lot of, you know, different sort of looks to the front court and, and make, you know, I think make Jonas Valanciunas' life a lot easier when it comes to uh, who he's paired with in the front court because he's had some really sort of subpar, you know, front court partners this season. And uh, Ibaka could really help that. Uh, the third thing I think we should watch for tonight um, is Norman Powell. I, I was, you know, I've kind of been the the guy who's kind of, you know, tried to calm people's expectations down a little bit with Norman Powell. People are really excited about him, and that's totally fair. Uh, but last night he really showed me a lot. He was one of the only Raptors who seemed to care. We don't really need to talk about the Bulls game all that much. I don't really have the time to get into it. And who wants to talk about Bulls losses at this point? It's 11 straight. Uh, still December 31st, 2013, the last time the Raptors beat the Bulls. And it's uh, it's perplexing and annoying. And Doug McDermott is like a superstar when he plays the, the Raptors. And that's just kind of the way of life at this point. And the Raptors looked listless for the first half. Uh, and Norman Powell was really the only guy who was, you know, 
giving any sort of effort. He was going to the rim a ton. I think he had like 13 points, two rebounds, four assists in the first half. Uh, just a really nice outing from Norm Powell in the first half in particular. He didn't play a ton down the stretch. I'm not sure exactly why. I feel like he kind of deserved it. He was one of the few guys actually, you know, putting in some effort last night. Um, but I think Powell, I'm getting more and more intrigued by the idea of, having, of him having more of a role uh, with Terrence Ross now in Orlando. And uh, I'm excited by more more Norm Powell tonight. This will be fun. And with Michael Kidd-Gilchrist on, on Charlotte, you know, maybe taking up a lot of the DeMar DeRozan assignment, maybe there's room for uh, Norm Powell to flourish. And uh, it'll be exciting. Uh, I'll get to my pick now against the spread. The Raptors are six and a half point favorites tonight over the, the, the Hornets. The Hornets are not playing well at all right now. They're out of the playoff picture. Uh, Michael Pino wrote a piece today for, I think, Sports on Earth talking about how the, the Hornets are the most depressing and sort of, you know, doomed team in the NBA just in terms of what they're at with their asset pool and, and their sort of future prospects. Um, so that's a, a great read. Make sure you check that out. And the Hornets are in a bad kind of way right now, and I do think you know I do think the Raptors are going to win this game. I think having a Baca there will be. I mean, it's going to take time to sort of blend together with a Baca, and that's why I think the six and a half points is a little bit high. So I'll take the Raptors to win, but I think I think the Hornets are going to cover. Um, and I'm 27, 28, and one now in the season after that loss last night to the Bulls. I was so confident the Raptors were going to do it, uh, but not so much. So here's hoping I get back to 500 tonight. Here's hoping the Raptors can wrap up the you know quote unquote first half of the season uh, with a win. I mean, there's only like 26 games left after this, so it's not really the first half, but. Uh, hopefully they can go into the all-star break with a win and then come out with a fresh start, have Serge Ibaka, have everyone fully functioning, and maybe things will be better than they have been uh, over the last few weeks here. All right, sorry for the shortened episode today. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back again tomorrow. Might, maybe I'll try to squeeze something out uh, tonight as like a bonus extra episode because I do feel bad for making this one so short. Um, but we'll, uh, yeah, I'll see what I can do tonight after the game. Maybe I can do sort of some sort of post-game something, uh, maybe at the arena. Who knows? But uh, I'm not going to promise anything. It'll just be a nice little treat that pops up in your, in your feed. Uh, and then I'll have the podcast tomorrow. We'll have podcast Friday as well and uh, get back on track. And uh, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't checked out the Serge Ibaka episode yesterday, reacting to the trade with James Herbert, please do that. I thought it was a pretty good episode. You also get to hear a weird part where I totally forgot to edit out a part where I screwed up with my words three times, <laughs> trying to uh, reference some Zach Lowe piece I was talking about, and I screwed up uh, like three times. So you can hear my awkward um, restarts there as well near the end of that podcast. It's a nice little treat, a uh, little peek behind the curtain of how bad I actually am at this. Um, but uh, thank you so much for listening to the to today's podcast. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. Go to the show uh, on on Twitter as well at LockedOnRaptors. Find us on iTunes. Leave a rating or a review. Would really appreciate that. If you want a longer form episode, I recorded an episode of the Raptors HQ podcast, the headquarters with Harsh Devay last night. We talked for like an hour and a half about the the Raptors and their recent struggles and the Serge Ibaka deal. So if you want something longer form to eat up your time, you can do that as well. Uh, so once again, thanks for listening. We'll be back again tomorrow and take care.